Good morning and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. So this week Ooh, we're for got an echo. Uh, not sure what to do about that. How about that? Okay. This week we're focusing once more on internal reflection and in two senses of the word actually. One is uh, to give the gift of attention and then to keep ego out of the conversation by reflecting what someone else says while we're in an interaction with them. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? This is Brian. Who is this, Brian? Brian, yes. Hey, Brian. What are you seeing? Um, well, I'm really, uh, really enjoying having another go at the internal reflection. And um, I, I think just really enjoying just the – it feels like this, like, turns the tables on conditioning, like, on my, on my internal dialogue – that I'll be walking along and there's all this thinking. And then if I bring, pre- if presence shows, if presence available to reflect that, uh-huh. there's just like, <laughs> the reaction is sort of, what? You're not supposed to do that. Um, it's like, oh, That's oh, right. I'm not supposed to do that. Okay. You're changing the, you're changing the rules. This, yeah. This, this, yeah. No, you're supposed to be focused on other people. And I'm in here inside your head uh, orchestrating things. Yeah, you're not supposed to be attending to me. Yeah, the uh, yeah, it's um, so that's uh, and it's just great to have like you know stayed with practice long enough to not experience any defensiveness. It's it's, refre- it's a refreshing like ah yeah that is different, isn't it? Yes, and, 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 and to be present enough to realize that you are <laughs> what's doing the awareness practice and what you're getting to see is how ego shows up in, in all of these different ways. Um, I heard part of that, how ego shows up in all the different Ways. Ways. Yeah. So ego, you know, you're talking to someone else. You're in a conversation with another actual physical person, and, and you're reflecting, but you're not supposed to be aware of what's going on inside your head as that's happening. And then we practice until we realize, yeah, awareness can be expansive enough that I can be reflecting somebody else, and I'm still aware of what's going on inside my conditioned mind. Right, um, and then we keep practicing, and we realize, oh, <laughs> actually, what's going on inside my head is far more uh, it, it, a far more important place to be focused than on other people or what that voice in my head is saying about them or projecting onto them. Yeah, and just seeing. Sort of just like that experience of, oh, there was all these years of anything like this resulted in defense. Defensive there is ego, and it's a way of 
creating sort of a flint in me to keep my attention from coming here right. to seeing That's the right, whole. Brian. That that is exactly it. Ego trains us yeah. to defend yeah. and protect it. Yeah, and to not notice it with. Ooh, yeah. With suffering, it trains me. Trained me with suffering to not notice it. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. And one of the places that we that we see it happen a lot, especially when people are fairly new to practice, is I become aware of something bad about me, and I am supposed to feel bad, take it personally listen to the voice in my head, tell me how to fix myself, right? And so we're trained not to be aware because every time I see a way that I shouldn't be, I get beaten up and I feel bad. And what, you, what you've caught on to is <laughs> none yeah. of that has anything to do with me. That's all ego uh, manipulating and controlling a human life. It feels a lot, well, it feels like it is a miracle to have not quit in the face of that, right? To, to like, to hang in there. And it is a miracle. Coming it is, back. Brian. You can trust your feelings. It is a flat-out miracle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like any experience of grace, like, oh, well, I don't know how that happened, and it's great. I'll take it, you That's know? That's right. I'll, I'll take it. Thank God. Yeah. And, and just yeah. because this is the place we always have to add this, okay? You were lucky. I was lucky. Who knows how it happened? It doesn't happen for everybody. There can't be any judgment. Because we know how often <laughs> we almost quit. How regularly we listen to voices that try to convince us to do that. So there's, no, there's great compassion for anybody who... Um, False, false for that scam, and gets pulled back into suffering. Yeah, and just the way the way you says like, and not to expect to be lucky. That that's right. That like there's sort of like there's sometimes I get caught in. So if it doesn't happen in the way that it does sometimes, and I'm and I'm stuck with it, and I'm stuck identified that there's this. I don't know, like resentment and frustration, like. Grace now, it's like where you know, who said it had to be there in the first place? I mean, lots of yeah, right. That's lots exactly of people right. don't get it, and that's, that's just exactly another right. way of missing it is expecting it to be there. That's exactly right. It's how it's how we go from humility to arrogance, from yeah. gratitude to uh, 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 once again choosing ego and and going with. Um, yeah, I should get what I want. Yeah. Yeah, you should always. All right. Well, thank you. That. Thank you so much. That's, a, that's right. Yeah, thank you, Brian. That's, okay. yeah. that's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> okay. mm. Brian. Go happy. Isn't it funny, Sherry, that uh, uncondit- grace is, the very definition of grace is that you don't know when it shows up. That's right. We have no control about it whatsoever. Yeah. All right. Here's mm-hmm. our next caller. You're, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? 
Hello, this is Kim calling from Vashon. I'm super excited to be here. Hey, Kim. What are you seeing? Uh, well, I'm feeling a little bit like a broken record because, um, or maybe just grateful that my husband is the, the bodhisattva in this practice, <laughs> always. Um, but what I'm seeing is that um, I really, with with everybody, most everybody but him, I have no issue with doing the reflection, even out loud. And when I have a conversation in which, let's see how I can phrase this, he becomes the mouthpiece for conditioning and his self-hate is directed outward toward me. So he says, he criticizes me in a way that's like, you know, directly like, you did this wrong or something that, you know, is really directed at me. I feel, I just wonder, like, I don't, there's a hesitation to reflect the conditioning. Um, I'm not getting the wording. And then there's another voice that comes in and says, well, you know, <laughs> up yours, sort of like to, to, to that voice, right? <laughs> so there's yeah. so a I'm couple seeing, of things. Yeah. Right. Kim, one is uh, the only broken record there is is ego. Yes. So it's never, it never changes, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's a predictable. Mm -hmm. So let's just make sure that we're all clear that the only thing that's going on, I mean, that's one piece. Right. The second thing is you, you, have a car, you have karma, and what mm -hmm. you're doing is working through that karma. Until that mm -hmm. karma gets working through, it's going to be the karma that it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's, that's something that we, it's just a conversation with Brian, right? There are certain places where we've got to do the work. We've, we've, we are given the opportunity to find the unconditional over and over again because we clearly <sighs> haven't found it yet. So there's yes. no expectation for it to be, and that's the point I'm making, which is it doesn't matter. We talk about the same thing over and over again. We go mm -hmm. through the same thing over and over again. We have mm -hmm. different depths and insights, widths and depths and of the karma that we are working to transcend. So it's not a mistake. It's just what you've got. Right. right? And so right. then to frame it as, if, if, uh, if what is, to frame it as, these are the places in which the un I don't have access to the unconditional and the unconditional does not have access to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm frames it as this is about him or this is about you or this is about the karma or this is about ego. Here I am in the process of an encounter with the unconditional and I'm willing to, willing to be here till I get there, get here, right? Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes, so it's, it's, yes, you just watch. You watch that this is a difficult place. You watch that uh, there's a, a, um, a kind of hesitancy to reflecting the self-hate. You watch the ego reaction come in and get triggered. You watch either acting out of it and saying it or not acting out of it and not saying it. You watch practicing walking away from it. You watch mm -hmm. reflecting it aloud. You mm. can, it's, 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 a, it's, not a, it's not that you're, it, the resolution isn't what we're going for. The engagement is what we're attempting to practice. So you don't have to be successful. You don't have to resolve it. You just watch. Mm -hmm. And you watch what, 
what is making you frustrated that there isn't a resolution because that's the indication that the karma is not over. Because if you could just listen to him spout self-hate <laughs> and, and see, see that it has nothing to do with you, it's certainly got nothing to do with him because he's got voices going on for him, you could just go, okay, great and walk off, <laughs> right? It, it doesn't affect you, but it still mm-hmm. hooks you. And so what you're attempting to do is watch it, stay with it, work with it, use the tools with it till what he says doesn't affect you, right? Maybe or maybe not. But <sighs> at least to the point okay. of reflecting the self-hate, if, if ref- internal reflection of the self-hate assists you to stay here, or you, you know, chunk, count one to ten or whatever it is you do so that the only thing you're focused on is not getting engaged with ego in that interaction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, it. that's all right I'm here not to engage with ego in this circumstance that's incredibly I mean again it you the the teaching comes again you know I think we talked last month almost exactly about the same thing, but it's not. As you say, no repetition, only ego repeats. And so, so and then one last thing because... And, and Kim, if oh, I may, it's, it's, yes. it's the quote that started this assignment. If you lose the spirit of repetition, your practice will become very difficult. Absolutely. Uh, it just, it's just, there. you know, ego wants to say, <laughs> you know, Everyone else, but and and this is the karma. It comes back with this one person over and over, over and over, and, and that's why he's in my life, I guess. So, yeah. um, one last little piece of it is that one one place I'm seeing that is very interesting is that there's collusion often between the voices, my own self hate, and you know the self hate that is reflected outward, and so there's a magnification that happens. Absolutely. That's exactly how it works, right? Mm -hmm. The only reason, so uh, let's see, (laughs) only the insecure need to be defended, need to feel defended, right? So Mm -hmm. the the -hmm. reason why it gets you is because that self-hating message is what you listen to all the time. Right. Right. If, if the if it had if it wasn't something that you you were told over and over again is what's wrong with you, then if somebody else says that something wrong with you, it's unlikely, as you said, to land as hard. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and so thank one you. of the ways yep. in Keep which going. you could work with that is mm-hmm. that con- so the the reason it it lands is because you have a voice saying that that's what's wrong with you all the time so the only way to combat that is to be able to replace it with a conversation is that's a lie what i know to be true is so that mm-hmm. there's a way in which we are we are open to what's true about us rather than what's false about us mm-hmm. and we do the counterwork to that voice that continuously is telling you this is what's wrong with you so that it makes you prone within quotes for that to be triggered wherever that message is coming from. Yes. In fact, I think ego is the program's just jumping on uh, the, the, this other line. I, I, not only can I tell you that over and over again, I could take everything somebody else tells you in the environment, environment and, and have that message delivered to you and I don't have to say it. But really I am actually the only thing that's saying it because it is what's interpreting everything that's coming in. 
Yes. Yes, that's, that's, that's very helpful. No, I it's really clear and it's really helpful. And thank you so much. Thank you. And here's the other mm-hmm. thing, Kim. Mm-hmm. There is so much love for the person who wants to be saved, right? That's what mm-hmm. that's what allows us to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, you know, I think Sherry often talks about this where somebody gets introduced to the mentor for the first time and then says, how long have I got to have this relationship going with the mentor? I mean, you never ask that question about someone you love. And so mm-hmm. if there is this person trapped behind this karma that we love, that wisdom, mm-hmm. love, and compassion is always going to be available no matter how often it happens to assist that person, and, and that's why we keep showing up in this way. Because yes. it's, it's love, not let me get rid of this other person or resolve the situation and walk away from it forever. Right. Yeah, yeah thank you. Oh, so helpful. Thank you so much. Gasho. Gasho. So, Ashwini, can I, yes. can I tell a modern old Zen story? Of course. All right. So we, we uh, years ago, decades ago, we had a, a fellow at the monastery um, who every time he talked to his family, I mean, he was, you know, I don't know, 30, say. Every time he talked to his family, they would say, it, it didn't matter who in the family, when are you going to stop that? You know, when, when are you going to get a job, find a girl, get married, settle down, start being a grown-up and live a life. It was a variety, but everybody in the family, every time he talked to them, every time he talked to them. And he was just made miserable by it. He had no support. Nobody was on his side. Nobody appreciated what he was doing. Nobody understood what he was doing. It was terrible, right? And he kept working with it. He just kept practicing with it and practicing with it. And finally, one day he got to the point of, you know, I really don't care if nobody understands what I'm doing. This is what I want for my life. This is who I am. This is what's important to me. This is what I'm choosing. He reported that from that day on, nobody in his family asked him those questions again. Hmm. They, they were, <laughs> in fact, they were interested about what he was doing and, and wanted to know why he was doing it and Okay. Now, what had happened? What had happened in that? He got resolved within himself. Mm-hmm. And what was happening with other people, of course, is they loved him and they felt his ambivalence. Mm-hmm. They knew he was not settled. And so they were offering the thing that to them would help him be settled, that would give him a happy life, because that's what they believed. But as soon as he was happy with his life and happy within himself, people were happy for him because, in Mm -hmm. fact, they loved him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same process. When we get to the point when we're, and your discussion with Kim was beautifully perfect in this regard, as soon as we are settled within ourselves, it doesn't matter what somebody else is saying or doing. It's really of no interest to us except that, People's projections are always kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. And you know, Sherry, as you say that, and, and looking at my experience, it's often 
the negation, the repetitive negation that finally drives us to choose the perfection yes. that we are. Yes, you exactly have to, so. You have to get to that by yourself. And so That's there's right. a way in which it's, a, it's weird, it doesn't see, seem kind, doesn't feel compassionate, and it's our best opportunity. To find the That's answer. right, which is why Kim keeps getting to, <laughs> I know he's a bodhisattva. I know, I know, I know, because, you know, we've had that conversation where you could leave him. You know, you don't have to stay in relationship with him. And yet, in, intuitive, we know, no, this is my best, this is my best place. There's nothing self-hating or morbid or, or self-defeating about it. It's just, I know if I don't face this here, I'm just going to go around the corner and it's going to be right there. Because that's yeah. how life works. Yeah. yeah. Right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Sandy in Berkeley. Hey, Sandy. Hey. hey oh, my goodness. Well, something in me would love to continue on what the story you just told because <laughs> ego's like, I want that outcome. I want the outcome where people stop criticizing me. Um, but I'm not sure that that's well, the focus of attention. Uh, well, ego, ego is never going to have that experience because ego doesn't want that experience. Ego projects criticism where none exists. That's how ego keeps these bogus stories alive. You know, Sandy, the world that each one of us lives in is our own creation. That's why nobody else understands us. That's why when we complain, people have very intelligent, uh, simple solutions for us. Okay? Because they're not living in the made-up world that we're living in. So they can see. Actually, you don't have any problems. If you would quit looking at it that way, you would see that there, there's, there are all kinds of options for you. So ego doesn't want that. Ego wants the criticism. That's why it's always focused on it. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if I should focus on the assignment. Um, I think so. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, all right. So um, I'm enjoying it, and I enjoy – I have – um, been practicing even on the call something I, I spoke about the last time I called into the radio show which is just listening in the moment and sort of uh, recognizing that there's this uh, uh, ill at ease feeling of like well what if they call on you and you don't have anything to say and it's like well I don't know like we'll just see what happens when we get there Um so I noticed that being in the queue today and doing our practice of reflecting during the radio show. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also um, what's and, coming... And Sandy, Sandy, you noticed that when you were unmuted, there was not a giant uh, Grand Canyon of emptiness there. Right? You, you were able to speak just perfectly fine. You reported what you were seeing right then. Then you went to, well, how, how about if I talk about the assignment? 
okay, here we are with this. So there's no dearth <laughs> of response. It's just a story that ego tells to try to make us focus on it and be out of the moment. That's all. Yes. I mean, the story I'm hearing about what happened when I was unmuted is that I said, you know, ego's telling me this. And the reply was, well, ego's not telling you that. And, like, now I'm getting a review about if I just prepared, I would have said the right thing that, like, would have gained, like... you, You didn't hear from me that ego wasn't telling you that. What I said is ego's lying. Oh, I see. Oh, I, absolutely. Ego is saying that to you, and it's a lie. I see. Yeah, there's some sort of process of, like, um, being the good student and saying the right thing to the teacher. Um, of course. Just like you wanted to be, the at one point, the right little girl to say the right thing to the to the mother, to the father, to the whoever else was around. Absolutely. Deep conditioning. It's what ego uses against us. You want to be the right employee, right? So that your boss will like you and keep you and give you money, right? You've got a partner. You want to be the right partner so your partner doesn't leave you. You want to, you want to take good care of your apartment so the person who owns it doesn't throw you out. <laughs> yeah. It's Endless. Yes, and that impulse leads to this internal kind of figuring it out conversation. That's right. While other people Looking are ego. to try, yes, to That's try right. to see that. That's it. When it's my turn to you open. You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see the, the uh, original part of that conversation, it's all made up. The entire world is happening inside my head. And ego says, well, but what about, what about, what about? Now, does ego care about what about? No. Does ego care if the whole thing is inside my head? No, it doesn't. But what about means I'll get in a conversation with it. I see. Yeah, and and kind of get into some whole, how do I find a strategy to manipulate outcomes and other people? Thing mm-hmm. that is, yep, it doesn't even yep. work. I mean, that's the thing. Ego is such a crummy coach, but somehow it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> it has no well, except Sandy, except it's not. When you get it now, if you if you hired a coach and you turned your whole life over to that coach, all your money, all your time, all your attention, and all that coach wanted was to suck the life out of you. You could say, wow, well, that's a really efficient coach. Right. It, now, it, it, it pretends is it good for me? Is it good for me? No, it's not good for me. But for the coach, yeah. Right. It pretends that's to be on my side or tell me how to that's achieve right. my goals, but it, that, that's, that's right. not a true agenda. That, that's right. Its goals are not your goals. Not even close diametrically opposed. All right. Well, you keep on reflecting it, okay? More will be revealed. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks, Sandy. 
Jerry, we have only two minutes left, so I think we might just uh, talk a little bit of what, what, what Sandy was talking about, because something dropped in, because I don't think we could get squeezed in another caller. The, the thing right. that dropped in for me around that was so... Um, uh, the, the first part about criticism, uh, or, or that notion that we're making it all up, is, uh, is mm-hmm. it itself received as a criticism mm-hmm. right yes that what yeah because if, if you say that's right yeah go ahead well if you say in practice that you know if you're choosing suffering you still haven't ended it then it, it's like what am i what am i doing wrong that i haven't ended the suffering that i clearly don't want to uh, want to have and so just mm-hmm. to, to note that, that it's folded back into that same process because if I'm Constantly. in a receptive state of just saying that all I'm ever offered is, is information and everything that's offered is for me to identify with the I that's not ego, because, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, uh, ego mm-hmm. is made up and it's a process and a program that all of us have and my opportunity mm-hmm. is to be able to identify with that which is not, then if I'm identified with, with never anything wrong, then any, anything that is given to me is simply information. But I have to be identified with that in order to be able to receive it as information and not as criticism. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So if you said to me, well, well Sherry, you're, you're suffering, so clearly you have an ended suffering. What is to be offended about with that? Right? What is to defend? How can the response be anything other than, well, that's really true. It's like you still have a nose on your face. Well, yeah. by golly, I do. So, so then the response can be, well, that's really true. So how is that happening? I mean, I'm devoting my life to ending suffering, and I'm still suffering. And the voice says, well, you're choosing suffering. Well, that's, that must be true, because <laughs> I'm, but I don't know how I'm doing that. I don't know how that's happening. That's a completely different orientation from, oh, God, I'm the bad, wrong person. Once again, see, I'm choosing suffering, and so I'm choosing suffering. I'm the wrong, Right? I mean, that's e- ego. There's the ego coach, you know, just fat and happy, collecting mm-hmm. paychecks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Every, everything, everything that comes our way, ego is going to attempt to fold into the same old story that serves it. Mm. And everything. It, it's, re- it's really what we were looking at in the What You Can't See workshop. You cannot see the process you're in. Yes. Yeah, and that's why all of the tools are the ones that we use. So mm-hmm. when I do have clarity, I record about it so that when I don't have clarity, I can listen to that recording, all right? Mm-hmm. I do process maps so that I can look at it and go, oh, my God, I'm talking about, haha. Well, there it is. There it is right there. Okay, yeah, that's right. Right before that, I was listening to a voice talk about that. Okay, well, what's going to come after that? <laughs> like, can we come up with something new? For after mm-hmm. that, because if not, that same thing is going to come after it. Mm-hmm. Or as yeah. Brian was saying, I internally reflect the ego conversation just to see that I'm in the ego conversation because until then I'm unconscious of it. That's right. Yeah. And if I'm reflecting it, I'm not in it. That's right. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that brings us so to exciting. the exciting. Very exciting. And awesome. we'll talk to folks okay. tomorrow. Yeah, very good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.